What is up, everyone? Welcome into the Fortress of Comicitude podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. We are here joined by Andy Sebastian. He uh, made a comic called Danger to Self, which is fantastic. We're going to talk about that and talk mm-hmm. about some other stuff he's got going on and some future projects and kind of just his his uh, creative, I guess, story of how you know this book came together and some other stuff he's going to be working on. So, Andy, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me out here. It's been a while. <laughs> We've been trying to get this together and I know get it's been going. Like six months. Or something. Yeah, it's been a little yeah. bit. It's it's a trial, man. We just gotta. We're just we're we're just like the ultimate buggers. We will just bug you yeah. <laughs> to the point we had to bug CB for a while. But it was like, you you know, eventually, have to do that just, with us because we're just like. We'll just get in our tiny little world and stay there forever unless mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, everyone else exists. We'll just, we'll just like wear you down. You know? Like <laughs> CB, I was like, I, I was like, I know if we just chip away enough times, he's eventually just going to be like, fine, I'll come I'll, I'll sit do and it. do your show. Well, he's so busy. Like he's constantly he working. He yeah. And. And I think I even said that on the show too. Like, if you don't believe how busy CB is, like, just watch his social media. Like, yeah. how much drawing he's doing is ridiculous. But it is. It's Doug Wagner was like the only one that was like, it was almost even like just kind of in passing. Was like, hey, if, you know, if you're ever interested, like, yeah, I'll do a podcast with you guys. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> everybody, so everybody too. else, we had to wear down. We had to like. <laughs> But anyways, we did it. We got you here. You got me here. We got you here. I had to drive really we far. We you. Yeah. Really places far. Places I've never been before. It's <laughs> far for me. I don't drive on the freeway because I'm terrified of it. And uh, of the freeway. Yeah. I, I have bad I get anxiety. That. I get really? that. The, the freeway from where I'm from, Oregon, from Southern Oregon. So the freeway there around where I lived is two lanes. Oh, really? And I, I mean, the speed limit really could be like 45 miles an hour See? there. It's, so it's like a highway. I mean, it's not. It's like 65, <laughs> but that used to be scary to me. But here, like the 12 lanes and like oh, wow. overpasses. It's... See, I would drive like all freeway all the time. Like, like I want no. as much I want no. as much freeway as possible. It's when incredibly I'm, like, intimidating going from to me. A to B. Really? It is. Yeah. It oh, can be. I love be. it. I love yeah. it because it's like, once I get in there, I just kind of coast and there's no lights. I don't really have to worry about people coming from other you know it's like we're going all this way it's i've seen people stop like in the middle of the freeway unexpectedly here and i'm just like i can't uh, utah drivers yeah. utah drivers utah drivers <laughs> unless there's snow if there's snow i avoid the freeway like the plague like, yeah if there's even like a snowflake <laughs> on the ground <laughs> i'm like i'll take the most backwoods way to get anywhere i Once will he like sees the first snow it's like no more freeway yeah i will go like <laughs> 45 minutes out of the way to get somewhere if it's like the least like likelihood of me having to go above 30 miles an hour <laughs> well there you go that's me all the time so oh my go. gosh okay see i don't know if i could handle that all the time like the pressure of that just sounds terrible so we met you at the launch party for the wasatch comic-con back in april yeah um end of april. Uh, which was a ton of fun uh, we we immediately got along over a discussion of which Disney movie has the best soundtrack. Oh yeah, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, yes. I don't know if we ever and the Last Jedi. Yeah, and the Last Jedi. Talk, yeah. yeah, definitely talked about that because that, that was when that, those talks were still pretty. That pretty was when vocal. it was the Last Jedi debate was heated. Still, oh, yeah, it's the worst thing ever. I'm like, was, no, it's yeah. actually kind of cool. It was worse <laughs> than the election in 2016. <laughs> divided <laughs> families. Oh my gosh, I've never seen anything come and just like. 
Yeah, just, just completely put a apart. put a knife in. <laughs> people were hardcore about it. Oh my goodness! Like I understand your passion, but at the end of the day, it is just a movie. Yes. Star Wars fans are the worst. It did not like, burn your house down. It didn't. Oh, I know. <laughs> it like, didn't steal anything from you. Yeah. <laughs> As someone that likes Star Wars a lot, like Star Wars fans are the worst. Like because they're yeah. just. They're not happy with anything. No. I think you all, in every fandom, you always have those extreme fandom people that are like that. They just ruin it for the Star Wars yeah. ones are the loudest, though. Like they're the their extreme fans are the loudest. Of I mean, the loud fans. yeah, probably. I mean, I think it maybe seems like that because the fandom is so big and it encompasses people who aren't like usually into fandom. Like mm-hmm. it's a global thing. Everyone knows Star Wars. So. There's more voices, yeah, in the cacophony. Yeah. Which is so we talked Last Jedi, we talked Disney soundtracks. I don't know if yes. we ever selected a winner on that, but Look, it's Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yeah. it's got to be up there. It is. Sorry, it's my fault. sorry. No, oh, it's uh-oh. Lion King always. <gasps> the 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 problem is that the Lion King has the trump card of like, oh, it's Hans Zimmer and this guy Elton John. I don't know if you've heard of him. Like Elton John, I don't know. I describe <laughs> him. That's the thing. So it's like I feel like that like trumps are a lot of arguments. It's just like, well, how do you compete with like Elton He's John? Rocket Man, right? It's not, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make it sure. You're I'm the terrible. one that's like advocating for Lion King that you don't even know who Elton John is. I'm terrible. <laughs> I don't know anybody. I think I think Mulan deserves a mention. Oh, Mulan, oh, very much. Just okay, because yeah, I nice. think I'll make a man out of you is like the best Disney it song. Is the so best. like, yeah. like just off that song and like reflection is beautiful. So like off those two songs alone, it deserves to be mentioned. Well, mm-hmm. my other favorite is Aladdin. Though. Aladdin, Aladdin. He so loves Aladdin. Good. That's my favorite, favorite Disney movie. Oh, sure. really? Of all yes, time? Yes. My favorite's actually the Sword in the Stone. Really? Yes, I would watch he that movie. He also likes Sword in the Stone. I do. That I was love a that movie. That was like a very like high school movie. Like like for like that was like our group of friends. We would like quote that movie. To <laughs> oh, I love that. That makes me so happy because people yeah. are usually like, "What? Yeah. yeah, that's a Disney movie." I'm like, "It's the best Disney movie." I was the last. Uh, <laughs> it was the last movie that Walt Disney got to work on. He didn't oh, get really? To finish it. Yeah, Jungle Book was the last one that Walt Disney saw till the end. But they were working on Sword and Stone when he died. So wow. it's the last ones that has those little mm-hmm. fingerprints of Walt Disney on it. I'm so. going to tell people that now and just pretend like I knew it and I was some Disney elitist mm-hmm. to be like, well. <laughs> it's it's such a quotable <laughs> movie too. Like all of Merlin's like lines in that movie. He's just such a bitter old man. He's like, amazing. Oh, <laughs> it's such a quotable movie. But Wasatch Con was a lot of fun. It was a <laughs> show we did here um, in Salt Lake with a lot of the local people here. And that was like your... For show, right? That, or one that was of? my debut show. Yeah. How, did, how was the experience of that? It was amazing. You, Everyone your was point of view. so nice. It was nice doing kind of like a, a smaller convention like that because mm-hmm. it's extremely overwhelming even just sitting behind a table. Mm-hmm. Like it's very taxing just talking to people. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it, but it was nice to like, and I was sitting right next to Doug. So, you know, it wasn't scary. Oh, yeah. And Doug can hang out forever. So. And Doug's the best. Right? He is. He is the best. I feel like Does he's he a very is? calming too. He he's, is very calming. He's probably like, pretty good to totally kind of, chill all the time. He is. He really is. Yep. Yeah. Get in a room with a bunch of people you know, like him and CV and yeah. stuff. It's probably pretty good for you. Yeah, it was okay. Was I the really uh, was the interest and stuff in in your book pretty good, or did, did you? I mean, I know we bought one, but did yeah, you, no, it was really good. I got really good like response from people. I sold quite awesome. a few. I had people come back the next day and says that they read it that night. Oh yeah. So it was really interesting mm-hmm. i mean it's it based on my life a little bit like all of the stuff in there pretty much happened like For in sure. different orders like i smashed a couple of like time periods together but mm-hmm. i mean everything in there 
basically happened. It definitely, it reads that way too. It so when, yeah, happens. when strangers read it, I'm a little bit like, oh. yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you pitched it to us that night at the launch party, kind of what it was. And um, I was really excited to get my hands on it. And uh, I, we did, we read it that day and I was yep. able to get to tell you our thoughts on the book. We loved it. Um, yeah. Which, <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, it is. And I, I reread it again today, just, you know, to have it kind of fresh on my memory for when we could, you know, yeah. talk to you this evening. But so Wasatch Con was good. And you've done a couple other shows and stuff since then. Uh, so yeah, I did Wasatch Con. And then I did, well, I did like the mini con we did a couple weekends ago, yeah. just in the nerd a store. Locals con, mm-hmm. yeah. Other than that, I did one that wasn't technically a Comic Con, but it's a convention. It was the Philadelphia Trans Health Conference, actually. Mm-hmm. So, and I just, they had tables available. And okay. I was like, I don't know. Why not? Yeah. And I was afraid. I'm like, am I going to be the only like artist? Is it going to be like a bunch of corporations and like medical <laughs> people? I don't know. But there were actually a lot of there was other trans like comic book artists there and like cool. people selling t-shirts and stuff. And it went really well. Like a ton of people bought books, a ton of people bought prints. That so, makes sense to me yeah. in a sense of like, obviously, the trans community and stuff goes through a lot of stuff. So like, if you are a creative person, why would you not use that outlet for yeah. some of that? So like, it's, I, it's very believable to me that there's a lot of creative trans people. Yeah, there were there were a ton. It was yeah, it was an amazing experience. I'm really glad that I ended up tabling because I was super nervous about because I'd never been to the event at all. Mm-hmm. So it was my first time at the event and my second time tabling at a convention and I knew no one in the place so oh, wow but it went so you didn't well. have the comfort of doug there i did not know doug was not with me oh, no. oh. i'm just gonna start bringing a cardboard cutout of doug yeah. there I have you to go. go somewhere i feel where like that would even there. help it probably would <laughs> such a calming effect yeah. for you yes. <laughs> that's awesome yeah he's such a good guy look at doug too. you don't have a worry in the world yeah anyway <laughs> so what was kind of your introduction to like comics i guess as a whole was it something that was around you as younger person or as you got older like where did why comics i guess as as you as a creative person why why that medium why not something else uh i mean comics is like just one of a lot of things i do Mm -hmm. like i always kind of wanted to make comics and i messed around with it when i was younger but actually like doing a very structured comic that was not something that i planned to do necessarily the way i did it but Mm -hmm. i was kind of just not really doing much of anything like I'd been staying home taking care of my kids for years and hadn't been in school or anything and then I thought about going back to art school so I was looking around at local schools and then I saw Bo mm-hmm. um, where Philip C.V. and uh, Doug Wagner teach and they had a comic book program and I was like oh because years ago when I was younger I thought about going to the Savannah College of Art and Design because they have a really good one mm-hmm. um, and they have a, like, a really intensive sequential art program that after I heard about it later, like I never would have survived that in a million years. <laughs> a <little intense. laughs> Absolutely not. But yeah, so then I, I heard about their comic book program. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I guess I'll sign up and do that. And, and that ended up being no. pretty rewarding. It ended up being, yeah, I really am glad that I did it. Mm-hmm. Just in conversations that, you know, we've had with Doug and Phil and everything, like they they know so much. You know what I mean? I can only imagine what it'd be like to get to be with them in the classroom for an extended period of time yeah it was amazing like i've been to tons of different like art schools i was going to the u for a while there's this little tiny art school it's above like a an art supply store right down the street from my house i went to community college i did like tutoring individual tutoring when i was a kid like just tons of different experiences with art instruction Mm -hmm. but learning from doug and philip was definitely like the most useful and rewarding because 
they work in the industry. Mm-hmm. So they both successfully like, too, you know. Yeah, they both have that real world experience, and then they're learning as they go along and bringing that experience into the classroom. And it's the best art instruction and the best writing instruction I've ever had anywhere. Mm-hmm. With all the and so that was really like a stark contrast. Awesome. So were you always like a pretty like creative person? I guess like even. <clears throat> Like when you were really younger, drawing and stuff or writing short stories. Oh, yeah. That's that, yeah, I wrote my there. first short story, I think, when I was like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, no, I've just always been that kid who was just like constantly drawing and like mm-hmm. doing music and reading and like any creative outlet. I was there for it. Mm-hmm. So definitely much more lean towards the arts versus like sports or something else like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm very uncoordinated i think every sport that i've ever played i've been hit in the face with whatever the ball or something was oh no not Uh. like i guess i just stand there and then like i don't see something coming toward me so i don't block it so yeah it's it's a bad i have a fear of that like because only I can only remember one time being hit in the face with a ball, and I just I forever had a fear of that, so I just never did anything sporty. Yeah, I, I was can't. like, nope, Nothing I can't do where this anymore. There may be a possibility of this hitting me in the face. Yeah, I can trip over nothing. I don't need like stuff flying at me. Like let's not up complicate the stairs it all the time. Yeah, let's not like up the level of difficulty anymore. Yeah, I don't <laughs> just my need daily that. life. I need to sit down. <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. I, I tried sports like very early on. I tried to do basketball and that just because like I hit my growth spurt really early. So like for a, a good period, I was like one of the tallest kids. You're just like school. the super huge yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. So, but Look I was never now. any good. You know what I mean? So like pretty quickly, I like switched over to like music was kind of my thing for a while. Because the, the whole goal, right? Obviously, especially from a guy's point of view, it's like, where are the girls going to be, right? The girls like the sports guys. Sports wasn't there. I'm like, okay, well, if I learn the guitar, <laughs> the girls will be there, right? I need the avenue that leads to the girls. <laughs> so that's the, that it's just a one, one way mission. So, but yeah. That's I, his train of thought. That, it, is. it is. I'm I'm not alone in that. I promise you. <laughs> but, um, so always drawing always trying to find some kind of way to be creative and just kind of have that desire to put things out there and stuff yeah um and so you did different art schools and that um how does that how does that help kind of learning from different people and stuff learning different from different teachers and that does that kind of mold your process and stuff in different ways yeah i think that my style of drawing is a little more um like slightly realistic Oh, that's, With, a, that's like, what I was going to say. Kind yeah. of, yeah, like these kind of dreamy pastel colors, but horrible things are happening, but I really like the pretty colors. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a weird contrast, but yeah, I mean, I did some pretty I prefer beautifully haunting is what I was Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm going to put that on the cover of the next one. <laughs> Do that. It's beautifully haunting. It's beautifully um, haunting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. The art instructor that I had when I was younger, my mom was playing a private tutor. And she was very, like, traditional, did, like, made me work off, like, old master's paintings and, like, really learn, like, working in graphite pencil mm-hmm. and doing really realistic stuff. So, like, my foundation is in, in that stuff. I liked comics when I was younger. I read, like, Archie and okay. like, loved Archie comics. and The my, grocery store comics. The grocery yeah. store comics. And my uh, my grandfather had this shelf in his office that was, like, it was huge. There was hundreds of comics and they were all, like, Casper 
and okay. like Richie Rich comics. All the Archie and like print stuff. I loved, yeah, I loved those. I just thought they were charming, but I never really did like a com like a comicy style like that. I was just well, really you can't bring up Archie into, without like, giving us your input on on Betty or is it Betty or Veronica? Betty or Veronica? Yeah, you got you got you got to give me you got to for yeah. Archie. Yeah, or ju- or just which one would no? Betty and Veronica sure? should run away together. Yeah, oh, okay. Archie's lame. <laughs> Archie's lame. They Archie should run is, away. He's with... ba- he is very vanilla, right? He's very like, <laughs> yeah. hey gang, you know? yeah, like take your jalopy <laughs> and go somewhere. Because I'm definitely on Team Veronica. <laughs> I did. I like um. I like both of them, but I okay. Archie's a little. I like Jughead. He's my favorite. Character. I enjoy Jughead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Jughead's great. I, Even I, before Riverdale, when it was like Cole mm-hmm. Sprouse, who's obviously beautiful, oh, yeah. so why yeah. would you not love him? But yeah, no, I, I had no interest in, Zach and Cody. in Riverdale <laughs> until like one of our friends told us that like Betty and Veronica make out like the first episode, and I was like sold. <laughs> it's like I've been waiting my whole see? life to see that. Why did you ask me that question? You were already a Betty and Veronica That's shipper. Right. <laughs> I just want to know which one of the two you preferred. I mean, obviously, if yeah. you can have both, then yeah, you know, then that that settles oh. that right there. Oh. But. Polly, that's my answer. Oh. Polly with Jughead. That's there you go. that's my ultimate ship. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I remember watching the Archie cartoons and stuff when I was younger. I didn't really know a lot of the comics, but definitely the Archie. Like, they would do like those straight to video, you know, like Archie oh, meets the Wolfman or something. There'd be there, there's. <laughs> They would do, I think it was like Hanna-Barbera would do some of them. They oh, were okay. just like, yeah. they, they'd put them out like there was always like holiday themed ones. It's like the Archie Christmas thing where they bring the whole town together over some, you know, yeah. stupid thing. Yeah, Archie sold out in weird ways. Like when I was a kid, we went to some kind of like flea market or something one time and this guy gave us a stack of Archie comics, but they were Jesus themed Archie comics. <laughs> so it was like Betty, like Jesus is my boyfriend. And I was like, wow, what is going on? And I wish I had those comics because they were Archie amazing. has crossed over with yeah. everything. Yeah. There's an Archie meets Predator comic book. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, right when <laughs> you exactly. said that, that is exactly what There's was an Archie mind. meets the Punisher comic yeah. book. Like, Archie has crossed over with every like comic book publisher out there. Like, yeah. They just, they have no, like, they're, they're not going to say no to anything. Like, yeah, oh, let's pretty do. Much. They let's also, do they also like pushed boundaries and stuff like what jughead was asexual or something i think that Isn't i don't know if it was ever explicitly right. stated but a lot of the fans read him that definitely, way yeah which in the original implied. comics is, that's a reasonable assumption yeah to make yeah and archie's been around forever like yeah that's crazy like to keep something like that going along for you know 70 80 years is just yeah donkulous <laughs> But so where does the decision, I guess, to go to focus, you know, you say like you were with your kids and everything, the decision to kind of like pursue it as something you wanted to do as far as like putting more time into it and actually try to like, let's try this, let's pursue it, let's, you know, going and finding more, going, getting back to school and everything. Where does that all kind of come from? I mean, it just, I've always done artistic stuff and I was, I was working on stuff just in my spare time like mostly okay. writing like writing novels and then i was like i'm not like finishing anything i need some motivation like i need someone to push me to finish some stuff mm-hmm. and then once i got into school it was really like doug and philip's influence that kind of made me realize like oh i could finish this i could do something mm-hmm. and yeah so this comic I actually started working on when i was at school it was my project for the graphic novel class i was in because you had to right that was like the assignment <laughs> yeah it was the assignment yeah we worked <laughs> on it all give year. you a deadline yeah they gave me a deadline and it was like just their input on everything and just showing me how to lay everything out like it really just 
they pushed me to finish it. Made me kind of believe in my own work because they mm-hmm. were so encouraging and they gave such good feedback. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, I could actually finish something. And I'm glad that I ended up pushing myself to publish it because that was super validating, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like, wow, I'm, I'm holding this book in my hand. I've been A an artist. A physical thing enti- you can yeah. touch. Yeah. I've been an artist my entire life and it was just like, oh. It, it happened, and yeah. I didn't expect to publish it when I started working on it. I'm like, oh, this is just a school project. So then like I was like, oh, this suddenly happened, and now I'm doing conventions. Wait, what? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and the There's, reception's been pretty good. It's been really good. Yeah, so, people yeah. have really responded well to it. So that's been nice. I think I think it just comes from the relatability. I think it comes from people being able to identify with a lot of the things that you do and some of the themes that are there. Um, maybe not even necessarily to that extreme of like uh, this happened to me specifically but definitely some of the you know some of the ideas that you kind of dangle around and stuff i think are very relatable there yeah i mean i I, like a lot of my work right now is focused on my comics work at least is focused on like mental illness stuff and Mm -hmm. depression and you know It's, it's it's a conversation people need to have yeah they do and so i think we and i say i'm saying we as in like the public need the creative people to do more things like that because we're not going to get it from anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. The the news has been, you know, pretty adamant that they're not going to talk about it. They've been pretty clear that, you know, we're not going to talk about this. No teachers are really going to talk about this in any schools anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, we need to hear this from somewhere. So, I guess we're basically relying on... Yeah, and I think with the, with the media, especially, like, news media, it's like they don't talk about mental illness unless something bad has happened yeah mm-hmm. so they don't like oh so and even then they kind of gloss late. over it yeah. pretty quickly like oh there was a crime and this person was on antidepressants and it's like okay but that's not the best time to talk to it because that gives this wrong idea that everyone who has a mental illness is dangerous in some yeah. way yeah but most of us are just we're just living our normal lives we just happen to have these silent struggles on top of that mm-hmm. and it's really difficult for people to come out and like discuss it with people because there is so much judgment and misunderstanding and that's something that's really important to me in mm-hmm. my work is to kind of like humanize these topics and be like, these are just regular people. Like mm-hmm. this, is, this is a fairly common thing. I think a lot of people would be just surprised at the struggle that every person has, like big or small, like every person, you know, I guarantee in your, in their life at some point has had some sort of a challenge that they deal with in their own way. So when things like this come out, it really does mean a lot to them because, like I say, they just relate to it and stuff. And you never know what people are hiding behind closed doors or just in, yeah. internally. So everybody has some sort of an obstacle that they deal with, whether that be some sort of a depression, some sort of, you know, a mental illness, some sort of something related to sexual identity or, you know, financial struggle or whatever it may be. So, like, we need that. We need to have these conversations. We need to be able to talk about these things openly and have it not be weird. Yeah, definitely. And when, like, because so much of this is based on my real experience, it was, it was, once I, I was just focused on getting it done and getting it done. And then, like, the day the books were coming to my house, I was like, oh, no, everyone I know is going to see this. Yeah. (laughs) What did I do? Right? Because everyone (laughs) knew I was working on it. Mm-hmm. And like, well, all these people have known me for a long time, so they know about some of my struggles. Like the specific stories I tell in here are pretty gruesome, and I didn't explicitly tell most people about them for that reason. Mm-hmm. So having people read it was it made you feel very exposed. But I like the idea of being very honest about it because it kind of like opens the door for other people to be 
that honest with me in return where they're like, oh yeah, I identify with this or I've struggled with this and without me being like opening myself up to that vulnerable place to be like super honest. Yeah. Which is scary for a lot of people, but being able to do it through that medium of the like putting a book out where people can pick it up. They don't have to like look me in the face. We don't have to talk to it face to face and they can just kind of connect through that. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I always did that. I was always escaping into other stuff and looking for that kind of thing in the media that I connected with. So I love being able to do that. It's like reaching people indirectly that way. Yeah, it's non-confrontational and they can deal process it in their own time and then maybe feel like, oh, I'm not so alone. Somebody else has done this and it's not as scary now. That makes yeah, and you've had a pretty good support system too. People around you and yeah, absolutely. Especially when you talk about like, oh, everyone I know is going to read this. Where they, how, <laughs> how did people I guess receive it? People within your kind of circle. I, I mean, everyone's been really positive. Ever like they all even people. Who Was don't anyone read like, comments. are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, do no, you need to talk nobody, to somebody? <laughs> nobody asked me that. Nobody ordered you a therapist or anything. <laughs> nobody. Did. I have. I have a therapist. Oh, okay. So, so you were covered. Already. I was. I was already covered. And I nobody think people, was like sending gift baskets. To nobody, you. <laughs> nobody was afraid for me. No. <laughs> Some oh. people didn't mention the comic afterwards, so maybe they're like secretly like, I don't oh. know what's well, going on here, but. That boy, right? Yeah, <laughs> they were kind of always saying that. So oh, well. the comics probably not much of a shock to them. Yeah, to be honest, they're like, ah, oh, this is expected. <laughs> Who are some of, I guess, like your influences as far as like writers or artists or just you know from any medium? Yeah, just uh, people comics. that kind of a uh, creative people that just influence you. I mean. So as far as comics, like I read a lot of graphic novel stuff more than like single issue comics, which mm-hmm. I didn't get into until the past couple of years. So I, like some people come later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I always connected to graphic novels and like autobiographical stuff. I love that. If you have an autobiographical comic, I'm like, I'm there. I want to read about your life in <laughs> excruciating detail, whatever weird stories you have. So yeah. Show me your pain. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Lucy Nisley, I love anything she writes. Um, I really loved Bone, even though that one's not autobio, mm. but you know, and Mouse, like that's a beautiful, upsetting oh, yeah. comic, and I will read it a million times. Mouse, we have, yeah, Mouse is good, and then um, Bone is very good too, which I never finished, but I you never to. finished I it. Need to. I need to. You have to. I need to. It's, it's so good. It is. That's like a cult book. That was it one is. of those things that like people are yelling about this book so loud that yeah. I just need to like see what it is. That's re- one of those I, books where like even people who don't know comics have heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that and like Persepolis and um, there was this weird book uh, called Make Me a Woman and it's mm-hmm. like almost like just a sketchbook but it's got a bunch of like little individual comic pages in there like single comics and then it's just like her drawing little scenes from her life. Okay. Like it was Vanessa Davis. Um, such a good book and uh, like Ones that have come out in the past few years is this one, Summer. Mm. That one is so good. Okay. It's kind of like a coming-of-age story. These two girls, like, just this summer that they spend together at, like, one of their grandparents' houses or something. And it's, like, it's just very charming. I'll have to check that out. It's just a sweet growing up experience. Mm. and like So Danger to Self, how long is the process <clears throat> to to make that a reality to put it together uh for me you did it all right you i did, did it you all you did everything and it took longer than it would for a normal comic because it's only 16 pages mm-hmm. and so it's much shorter than like a single issue comic like you get a monthly comic yeah, but most of them are 22 so I mean, yeah you're, you're missing a few but yeah <laughs> i'm missing a few um 
it took me longer because I was learning how to do everything while I was doing it. Mm. So I was learning how to letter. I was to learning how to color. I was learning how to ink. I was learning panel layouts, everything. So from start to finish, it took about nine months just writing the script, editing mm. the script, doing all the layouts and everything, which is a long time. But that's unbelievable to me, though, that like that's like a trial run, like yeah. because it really is. It's good. It, it's 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 ridiculous to me. That, like this is like you like, well, let's see, you know, <laughs> it, it feels like something that was put together like not w- with experience i'm but glad at the same it time seems it intentional is, it does That's good <laughs> like it's, it's this weird blend between like it seems like somebody that knows what they're doing but at the same time <laughs> it's also very raw like you know what i mean like you, you can see some of the inexperiencedness in it but in a good way it's yeah. almost like when you hear like a band's like first album you yeah know what i mean and it's like you can see what's there it's like it's just so raw, though. It's like and it's so unfiltered. It's so untampered with. Yeah, you know, <laughs> before you know, two three albums later, when it's just so polished, super and polished. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I and I like that. Like in the comics that I read, especially in like the the self published kind of autobio stuff that's just done by one person. I like when stuff's a little bit rough. Look, mm-hmm. like you can get a feeling in like a facial expression that's not quite perfect that you can't mm-hmm. get in something that's more refined and it's just been worked over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like it complements kind of yours yeah. For it sure. just like that rough look kind of conveys an emotion in itself and like tampering with that too much and trying to make it look too pretty is like an overproduced music album uh, where you're like, I can tell somebody really tampered with your sound. And yeah. It loses a little bit. Too many fingerprints on this. Yeah. yeah. Is that kind of nice that it's like 100% your product? It's not like you, it's not like you wrote it and had to have someone else draw it or vice versa. Like, you didn't necessarily have to collaborate other than yeah. some of, you know, obviously tips from guys like Doug and Philip. Yeah. For the most part, though, that's you. It's, it's Yeah, it's all my stuff. But they gave me invaluable feedback. And it was the process of learning to, like, cut it down. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the script that I wrote is not in there. And I almost rewrote all the script after I was done <laughs> drawing it all because a lot of, like, all of the captions are handwritten over the art. Yeah. So I had just had to refine it and just make up new lines like as I was lettering. Which it. is visually so, interesting too, the way that you set up that like, yeah, there's no caption boxes. They're all yeah. you know, either in the background <laughs> or sometimes even at more so at the forefront of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I wrote over people's faces, you know, yeah. whatever. Wherever I could fit the text in. <laughs> it, I think it works though. Like I think it's like don't like not give yourself credit. I think that's like artistically I, I really an interesting the, choice. Yeah. Like I think that's that's an interesting way to go about doing it. Like halfway in, once I got the style down, I really like doing the style. So now I need to. And then I looked back at the opening pages and I was like, oh, now I have to redo these because these <laughs> don't look right at all. <laughs> so on. at that point, I was like cursing myself. But I'm glad that I did like put the effort in to do that because I like how they ended up. Definitely. So you're in this class and you're, you know, as part of the class, you have to make a comic book and stuff. How how soon does the idea for the book come together? Like when you get told, like, hey, you have to come with this comic. Is it like immediately like, oh, I know what I'm going to do? Or did you really kind of think about it for a while? Oh, and where, and where does it kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, based off of your life in, in a sense. But I mean, how does it kind of all come together? I think I had a couple of different ideas and some of them are like longer form. And I had like some fiction ideas, ones that I, because I took a comic book scripting class before with just Doug. And like Doug and Philip were both 
involved in this graphic novel class, which was amazing because it was just me and one other student. So we Most had like no hyper attention, right? So we just had like Super them. Attention, yeah. yeah. So it was just like private tutoring almost, which was there amazing. There was no slacking. Like tons of, yeah, <laughs> yes, there was no slacking. Um, but it, so I had like a few different ideas and then just going with one that was autobi is like easiest for me because you don't have to worry about plot problems so much. You just kind of put down what happened. The story's already there. I just have to figure out how best to put it on the page mm-hmm. so that it makes sense to other people who weren't there. So for anyone out there that hasn't, we, we did um, share the link and stuff to your Etsy store and stuff to be able to buy the book. But for anyone that hasn't <laughs> read it, do you want to just give kind of, a, I guess, kind of a quick sort of an elevator pitch style kind of book of, of what it is? Yeah, it's um it's basically like a first person story of, being in an inpatient psych ward following a suicide attempt. So, and just this person's like experience being in there and this sort of alienating feeling of being in a place like that. Like it's, mm. it's very disorienting. And, you know, like her relationship with a friend of hers that comes to visit her and the kind of narrative is told through like her relationship sort of with this person in relation to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, like the story's about her, but it's like at point at different points in the story while she's in this psychiatric ward she's kind of like the narrative is her talking to this person like all yeah. of the captions are her kind of like like she's telling them the story after the fact that's written over the story mm-hmm. so i was kind of like the the way at least it reads to me or maybe you know just i guess the way i kind of took it is it almost feels like a confession yeah it the, is the way, very the much that, like the that. way that she speaks you yep. know what i mean you're seeing it but you understand that the words are coming from a, a different place in time that's more so like yeah her venting out of yeah. like this is She's like this know. happened i mean it starts with like an apology like yeah. i'm sorry i did this here's what happened so yeah. and it's 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 rough at times but it's rough in a way that um is not gonna sugarcoat anything yeah like it's not meant to be pretty so exactly. it's not going to be pretty yeah my favorite page in that book is the most disgusting one i think you guys yeah <laughs> once i say that you read it today so i don't know if you know i don't know if there's a page in there i would consider disgusting though I don't know, I don't it's know. very pretty it was my favorite page to work on it has no text on it no well no I have to, which one's which one's your favorite it's, it's the it's the bathroom one oh which oh, really? sounds gross to everyone it's not what you're thinking <laughs> It's, it's worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to find it's out, not bodily go buy functions. The book. It's actually yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the scene that that was the scene that really I think made me the most nervous because that's the most personal one, and that I did do that. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I and so that that was an actual thing that happened while okay. I was in there. So I was like, and some people know that story because I told it to them because it's a crazy thing to. So that done. probably hits yeah. pretty yeah. hard for some. So of those you know that scene. That's the one I'm sure everyone's reading and is like, is this, why would you do this? I'm like, yeah, that, that, that. My favorite page is the grocery store page. I don't oh, know really? why. I, I love that. I don't oh. know. I love the idea of like feeling like people are staring at you yeah. or like, because it's almost like you're so much in your own head. You know what I mean? You're making so much more of a bigger deal out of it than anybody. really. Because yeah. honestly, like in the world nowadays, like nobody cares. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like. It, we're all the center of our own universe you know what i mean right. so like she's upset and all these things but like nobody really is going to pay that much attention to you majority of the time yeah people but don't. but you're gonna feel it though yeah and it's almost like you just you have to be able to battle the demons in your own head of like don't worry who cares like 
I, I love that page. I think it's beautiful. And it's like after getting out of a place like that, it's weird how fast you get institutionalized in mm-hmm. a way. And people are watching you constantly. Like, there's cameras on you all the time if you're in a place like that. Oh, that's a, true. Because she's in a lockdown in this, and mm-hmm. there are cameras in your room. There are cameras everywhere. And so when you get out, like, you have this, like, like you're used to being watched. Mm-hmm. I remember the first day I got out, the first time I was in a place like that, and it was like, I was paranoid. Like, <laughs> people staring at me, I'm outside. You're like, used it was to just, it was, it was, yeah, it was upsetting. It was that weird to go like in public. Me, that makes me, like, appreciate that page even more because I didn't look at it from that angle. Yeah. So um, it's like, yeah, she's, like, used to having people check up on her. So yeah. all of a sudden now it's like, yeah. I guess I just live now? Like, is that <laughs> yeah, what I'm supposed just, to I'm do? Yeah, I'm allowed to just go into the grocery store by myself? This is really scary. No one's going to watch me. That's yeah. another page with, like, little to no text on it. Yeah. But, um, just a little bit. It's just, and just, yeah, it's a, it's a good looking page. It's beautiful. It is really clear to me reading it the first time, even before really knowing you too well. You know, I mean, it's it, it reads very much like this comes from a real place. Um, I, I don't think that's really hard to tell, you know, for anybody, whether they would know you or not, because just the, the, the way the story set up and stuff, it's not like it doesn't feel like something that's like, wouldn't it be interesting if you know what I mean? <laughs> so. I mean, I, I definitely don't want to like put any pressure on you or anything. Feel free to be as personal as you're comfortable with or whatever. But oh, I mean, I'll tell anybody does, anything. I don't but um, <laughs> I guess how how is the process of like allowing yourself to become vulnerable? Because you you open up a lot in this, so I feel like that's hard for that'd be hard for a lot of people to like tear the walls down. You're like I'm just gonna put it out there. I think um, it's almost harder for me to pull back. Like I can't help but reveal myself in my work. Like it just. I, I think I, that's good though. I just I like to take all the weirdest parts of my life and just put them on there. Like those are the most interesting parts, like the upsetting things that have happened. The worst part of writing this book was actually like it's dedicated to my friend Dan and like who did actually pass away. And we met uh in AA mm-hmm. and we kind of got sober in the same year. Oh, and we were okay. really close, so um he died like the year before I started working on this comic, and so when I was like doing the layouts for the pages it was like the one year anniversary of his death and i hadn't really dealt with it yet so in a way this was a lot of like the process of working on this was me working through that death emotionally definitely the closest person to me that has died so that was harder than talking about my own stuff okay like internally for me Mm -hmm. and that's like nobody knows that but like talking about the other stuff like does that just kind of come Doesn't from like bother me you wearing your experiences on your sleeve and a little, yeah. a little, a little bit that it's like you're not, there's no shame, I guess. It's like, this yeah. is my life. I've kind of always it. been like that. <laughs> I'll always tell everybody more than they want to know. I think people would be jealous of that. Though. <laughs> like, I think a lot of people wish they could do that. I, I mean, even I wish I could do that. It, too, I mean, I don't, for the most part, I don't feel like I put on a face for anybody. But at the same time, there's also still moments where you feel like you have reservations because there is a a world of judgment that we have from people you know what i mean so like for some people to be able to come out like yep this is it take it or leave it it's me you know uh that's like that's an admirable quality i'll agree with that i (laughs) yeah there's like certain aspects of my life that i that a lot of people don't know about like i was raised by two women so it's like mary was adopted yeah i was raised by two wonderful Mm -hmm. gay ladies yes awesome yes so it's like which I think we've said on this a podcast before. A lot of before, people don't know that. Yeah. So. I, I know that was definitely like, I don't want to say it was different or weird or anything, but I, I know that was like 
hard to grasp, I guess, for me. I know when we when we met because it just wasn't something that like I had really been exposed to a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I feel like I was like constantly asking questions. I'm like, wait, so so you okay, and then your mom and whatever, like it was like it did it took a while for it to like click of like, oh okay, I get it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe some of it's just like you don't want to answer questions. You know, like you don't a lot of people don't know because it's not worth the constant like wait a minute so explain this to me one more time (laughs) give us the one yeah yeah sometimes for the most part i'll answer the questions i can't really answer depending on who the questions are coming from what yeah Yeah. like i can answer to you like how it was being their child but i can't really answer anything more to that like Like, it's normal to me i'm like i never questioned i never questioned it until i got older and other kids questioned it and i was like oh is that not normal at the end of the day it's like did you come from a loving home yes that's all i care about yeah really honestly did you have a good support system around you did you have a family that loved you were your christmases and birthdays fun you know what i mean like do you have those memories matters yeah Yeah. at the end of the day who gives a shit you know (laughs) and we have kids and andy has kids so it's like that's all you can really try to do is just give them something that's they're gonna remember it's not really doesn't have to be or what we considered ordinary yeah my family structure is definitely ordinary yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a little abnormal i mean we're a mixed family like i I, we have four kids but my two oldest ones are my stepkids yeah two stepkids and two okay okay uh, yeah i was thinking it was two so okay yeah those are the only ones that came to those are the ones you've met so the other ones are teens. The idea of four terrifies me. Four like frightens me. Well, they're a lot older, so it was, it was different. So we had like a big gap, right? Okay. So it wasn't wasn't quite like not like having okay, four so your little kids. Are kids. A lot younger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely a big gap. So <laughs> that helps things because the older ones can like help you with stuff. We talked about like artistically some of your choices to um, make the colors and stuff really vibrant and bright and stuff in the book. Is that something that you did to like kind of offset some of the other things or is that just a style that you prefer? It's just kind of a style. I just kind of like those colors and it was, it made it really simple for this doing like a simple color palette and each scene, like every place that it's like, it has a monochromatic color scheme. She's Mm -hmm. the only person that's in full color throughout the book. Yeah, everyone else is is monochromatic, so every scene kind of moves through a different color, so you can tell where you are by what the background is and what you know. So mm-hmm. we kind of made that distinct like color spectrum look throughout the whole thing, just to change the mood of each scene and to like indicate we've moved to a different place. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah, I've just always liked that kind of brighty pastel color. And it's not look overly complicated. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not anything that you're gonna have to like stare at to be like yeah. okay, what is it? it's 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 simple, but it works. Yeah. And for this, it was like I was learning how to color and learning how to color digitally because mm-hmm. I worked traditionally and did like colored pencil stuff. Okay. But doing digital color was basically new to me. So I had to, because of the time frame, I had to do something fairly simple. Did you draw digitally too or did you? I did the pencils traditionally and then scanned them and did the inks and the, everything else. In the mm-hmm. Did you hold on <laughs> to the original pages and everything? I have them, yeah. Do you? That's I have awesome. them as, but... Because yeah. I I redid some stuff. like I a couple of the pages at the end I basically redid them entirely in the inking stage because oh, <laughs> they sure. weren't quite working. So those last two pages, like I have all the full like 
up to like page fifteen or something, and then page sixteen is. Pretty... Was there a page minimum for the for the assignment? Yeah, it was sixteen. It was, okay, it was sixteen. Okay, I was wondering so. if like was that your decision to make it sixteen or was that? I, the... It was not my decision to do that many pages at once. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done ten. I don't. I don't think it was Philip or Doug's decision either. I don't know. Like, I think that the school like had a curriculum that they were like, okay, you have to fit this in here in this many weeks. So, awesome. so you're not the kind of person that's gonna, you know, really like pat yourself on the back or anything. I know, but like, I think the book is important. I think it has something to say that's important. So, to people out there, like, why do you think if you if you're not gonna be like, you know, so proud of oh i wrote this great book like <laughs> at least you, you can stand by the message if nothing else yeah. like why why do you think the message is important why do you think it's something that people should should read i mean it is kind of like that stuff we were already talking about where it's like if you've had any struggle with this and you feel like you're alone and you're not i mean i have a kind of a weird group of friends we've always sort of talked about like mental illness struggles and that kind of stuff so, so but a lot of people though. aren't in that like they come from very like conservative backgrounds or and they feel like they kind of have to hide this stuff so they haven't had an outlet or a lot of exposure to that haven't had a lot of support or even like proper mental health care for it because obviously our, our health care system is yeah. very dodgy here and i mean i wasn't diagnosed with any of the stuff i have until like just the past couple of years so it was just mm-hmm. like bouncing around different medications and stuff and it's very alienating and i think that that's an experience that more people have than we would think but they don't have a way to talk about it. And so seeing something like this, they're like, oh, it's not just me. Like, I'm not just a secret freak. Mm-hmm. There are other people like me. So that kind of comes from like, very comforting. Does that come from like what we like earlier, like saying, like, we're all the center of our own universe? Like, does that come from like, oh, if I'm weird, I must be the only weird person? Yeah, I'm the only one that's weird in this way. Like, I promise you're not. <laughs> yeah. And that, that can happen through any medium, I think. I had someone. <laughs> messaged me about a fan fiction that i wrote like and they said in the fan fiction they were like this story like i was reading this and it made me realize that like it's okay to be like weird and be beautiful in like a weird way and i don't think i knew that before i read this story and i'm like so people write off stuff like that like oh this is just a dumb fan fiction but i'm like this changed someone's perception of themselves so like you can find that in any like i don't think any art form is like inherently like more special or like highbrow than any other like as long as it has people an emotional connection <laughs> yeah to someone like can be super important people will definitely try to tell you that it is um those people can fuck off <laughs> oh we can say fuck on here oh, yeah. <laughs> go for it yeah. i was trying it. to keep my swear words <laughs> oh, down no. i mean i i don't like i don't like come out here like guns blazing but like when it when it needs to be said we just, we just <laughs> okay <laughs> Part of that's still just resentment <laughs> for the whole Bill Maher thing yesterday about Stan Lee. So, like, oh, those no. people can fuck right off. That um, guy. Um, I've never liked him. <laughs> no. the, the sad part is I used to find him pretty hilarious, especially, like, his stuff when he's talking about, like, religion and everything. I'm like, this guy is hilarious. Yeah. And then that whole thing yesterday, I was like, you just don't get it. Like, yeah. Like, you obviously don't get it. Yeah, kind of talking about, like, like, oh. Don't. This don't talk us. about isn't things smart enough. you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like eventually oh. I grew up and read real books without the pictures. Like, mm-hmm. don't like. Let's not pretend that this is some sophisticated literature. Like, no, but it is though. Like, yeah, like I, I have learned more life lessons from Superman and Batman <laughs> than I've probably learned from anywhere else. Like, don't tell me that these things don't matter. And it shows what a narrow view he has of comics is that he probably just thinks 
And a lot of people who are outside comics think, oh, it's just like superhero stuff. Yeah. Like I had someone, hey, oh, you're into comics? Yeah. Like what kind of stuff do you like? And I was like, oh, well, it's not what like. Are you doing like Avengers and stuff? Yeah. Or? I'm like, oh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And they're like, yeah. I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> there are comic books that don't have superheroes in them? I'm like, yeah, it's. There's a lot of weird stuff. So, like, he just There's has this idea that's a very everybody. narrow thing, yeah. and it's like kid stuff, right? But there are comics that deal with like heavy issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mouse, right? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, the it's about the Holocaust. It's heavy stuff. So, it's but the it's same like, thing with any medium. Like, yeah. everyone is like, "Oh, anime is all about girls with big boobs, and it's all <laughs> for the pervy." Asian yeah. people, and, and there's plenty like, of know, that. Like there, there is plenty of that. There's plenty of that. If you want it, it's there. Yeah. There's but plenty of just escapist comics. That just for yeah. your entertainment, but yeah. just like superpowers, pow, boom in the face. There's plenty of that too. If you want that, yeah. that's there. But there's also these times where they will tackle these things that it's like, oh wow, that got kind of real for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, and even in that stuff, like there's real stuff in those. It's not like they're entirely frivolous. No. Like, that has a place. Like, pure entertainment has a place, and I think people thinking that, like, supposedly frivolous stuff doesn't have any deeper layers mm-hmm. is a problem. Don't tell me what's for kids and what's not. Yeah. Don't tell me what's ma- what matters. Like, you know how many Pixar movies I have cried <laughs> over? Like, let's not pretend <laughs> Look, that- Coco. Oh my god! I cry Coco every time. It broke, broke me. It destroyed me every time I watch it. I cry still. I'd like go call my mom. I was like, yeah. mom. Yeah, <laughs> no, that movie is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I like finding like inside un- like out? emotional oh, yeah. stuff in unexpected places. Yeah, like the trolls movie, which I thought was going to be complete garbage. It seemed like a like, cash grab when it came out. Yeah, no, it really did. I was like, this it's is beautiful. Be the worst, it's going to be awful. And I went to see it like right after the election, actually. And I'd been in like a week long depression and I was having like night terrors. It was a very bad time. <laughs> and we went to see the movie for my daughter's birthday. And I was like, I wa- left the theater. I was like, I feel better. That I movie better. healed me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I thought it was so good. It is. <laughs> you never know. I was really surprised by Moana. I- Inside Out was like a whole other thing for me. Oh, man. Like, oh, Inside man, Out are, was. Like, what are they doing? Like, they're they're basically doing like character breakdowns of like who we are internally and stuff like don't tell me that these things don't matter <laughs> because there's creative people like these people that do these jobs created and you're a creative person so you know this it's like they don't go like oh what are kids necessarily gonna like and what's gonna make you know what i mean like they they do in a sense but at the same time though like they have that gene they have that drive to tell a story or to find a way to do something that drives them because or else they would just they would resent themselves eventually like you can't just like let me do this thing that i hate and create these <laughs> episodes of this cartoon that i can't stand you know what i mean like they have to enjoy it yeah and i think it shows when someone really cares about the content they're working mm-hmm. on definitely there's a different the ones that don't don't stick around yeah like shows movies <clears throat> books whatever like they don't stick around because people don't like to be bullshitted and they're not stupid like yeah, also, like, art is work. It's hard work. So, like, if you yeah. don't love doing it, like, if you're trying to do comics or whatever for money, like, you're in for a hard, <laughs> you're, you're in for, for a hard a time because yeah. it is a lot of work. Like, I mean, there there might it's be a an initial, like, little bit of, like, talent or, or like, mm-hmm. affinity for whatever it is you're doing. But if you don't want to, like, work really hard at it, because you're going to get to the point in the middle of a project where you hate it, no matter mm-hmm. how much you care about whatever it is you're working on like mentally like exhausted you, you have to love it or you're not gonna survive and to you be honest to it's not doing like it. 
it's not like the most profitable business okay. either. So comics if, certainly if you think, isn't <laughs> exactly. So like if you think like oh I'm gonna do comics like it's not a lot of work yeah. and I can make a lot of money like yeah. switch that it's gonna be it's a lot switch, of work yeah. and you're not necessarily gonna yeah. be rolling in these you, Benjamins. You're doing okay? it because you love it. Yeah, you, care you about have. It, so. yeah, yeah, it has to be important to you. Yeah, for anybody that's out there that would be struggling with whatever you know what would be kind of a message that you would give somebody that's just having a hard time what with creative stuff well no just just just, i guess somebody that could read this book and feel like oh this this hit me somewhere as far as this book yeah i mean that's difficult because i mean it does it specifically deals with it deals with depression but it specifically deals with the way in which our mental health system works Mm -hmm. and and how we deal with people who have mental illness because i mean like you've read it obviously anybody who hasn't read the book it's a little bit like spoilers right but the way you get treated in a place like that it's not necessarily like people are cruel but there is like this caution between the people who treat you and you that's alienating and makes you feel a little bit like i've been othered here and um like that can be scary right like they're cautious with you because they don't know if you're going to act out violently mm-hmm. and so they're gonna work with an excess of caution and if you do anything that seems like you could be they have to kind of react in a standard way with reacting to the most violent you could get mm-hmm. so you know they're gonna like inject you with something and they're gonna strap you to a table and at the time when i was in a psych ward and i was 18 at the time and they were okay. still doing like electroshock therapy and oh, they still do now for some things and it can work for people for certain types of depression and stuff. But it, it's it's got this very brutal feel where you feel like we have not progressed very much <laughs> in terms of mental health care. Um, we're just kind of scratching the surface on talking about it like culturally and really facing it and being empathetic toward people who deal with it. Our society works in baby steps. Yeah. It's like we have to. It's like we'll get there eventually. I, I believe that. You know what I mean? But it's just like look where we've come with like racism. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we're getting there. It's not there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like every. We're still working every, on that. Yeah. Every past couple, couple of years kind of makes you feel like we haven't yeah. been getting there yeah. very fast. That's true. It's sometimes we, sometimes yeah. it feels like we step time? backwards. But yeah. But it's like, you know, from the idea of like literally owning people 200 years ago yeah. to now, you know, I mean, it, we're still very far from where we need to be. But it's like the, the, we, for some reason, we can't leap to places. It's like we have to just kind of inch our way. Yeah. Every couple decades, we maybe make some progress. And that's unfortunate because you there's casualties along the way. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big proponent for. Like medical treatment of mental health stuff. Like a lot of people will shy away from it. And that, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about like psychiatric meds and stuff. But when you find the right one, like it can totally change your life. I was mm-hmm. like miserably suicidally depressed for like a decade, right? Where I was just like catatonically depressed. I don't know how I went about like my life. Like not very well. I didn't have a job. I was kind of drifting around and just my parents were supporting me because I was just non-functional. Until someone eventually found the right medication for me, and it completely altered my life. Like I was non-functional. I, I I'm still on that medication. I could not go off it. So I'm very much about like it's it's difficult to go through that process. It's a little bit of a guinea pig process <laughs> where they have to just try different things at this point. But finding like a therapist who actually works, getting the right diagnosis, and getting the right medication, 
Like, I'm very much in favor of that. And a lot of people have had bad experiences. So they don't want to go and they don't want to try doing it. But a combination of those things is, and having like a good support system in my husband has, I wouldn't have finished this comic. I wouldn't be working on anything. I wouldn't have done any of this without like a combination of those things. Mm-hmm. So I support that. Is some of it just like, is some keep of it, trying, keep right? trying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up on it. No, yeah. Like, is some of it like a fear of like thinking, like admitting that like the people like there, there must be something wrong with me if I go seek help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, well, like I don't want to go to like a doctor or like a therapist yeah. or like seek out any kind of help mentally because then it's like I'm admitting that there's something wrong with me. But it's like there's not, it's not like there's something wrong with you in a sense of like, oh, you're a broken person. Yeah. You're just like everybody needs to be like picked up sometimes. Like yeah. it's okay. It's okay to be different. Yeah. Different people are fun. Think of all the funnest people you know. They're all weird. All different. We talked about Ellen John earlier. He's a gift to <laughs> yeah. the world. And he's weird. Like the That's most great. the most bland vanilla people yeah. in your life are gonna be the least memorable <laughs> the least people you're ever yeah. gonna meet. Like it's always the weirdos. And the creative people definitely. Like <laughs> like the ones that are gonna be the most out there are gonna be <laughs> yeah. the ones that are gonna be the most that have the most to say. Yeah. And like the ones that are gonna make an impact on you however they do it whether it's this album they wrote this story they wrote this picture they drew whatever it's okay yeah don't be normal normal sucks normal sucks we 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 spend <laughs> we spend like a good part of our life trying to be and it's like oh, like you know like all growing up through high school and stuff like just fit in just be normal like people will tell you that like can you just be normal like you know <laughs> what I mean? like just fit in just try just go along <laughs> be conform you know i didn't have that option because <laughs> i was I'm autistic and I was not diagnosed until my until like I think I was about 30 when I was finally diagnosed really and like I had oh, really like I had no idea because I mean like they weren't diagnosing girls with autism when I was younger and I wasn't in public school I was homeschooled so oh, really? okay. like the traits are very different so the like if you were born female they you before when you growing up when I did you weren't gonna necessarily get a diagnosis unless you fit the um criteria that they had in like their manuals which skewed very heavily toward the way autism presents in boys which is very different from the way it presents in girls so that was one reason i wasn't diagnosed so that then that was the first like step in like a process of because i i was insisting that i wasn't autistic i'm like i don't fit any of these traits like mm-hmm. it seems like i must be autistic because i'm weird and i can't po- i can't fit in with people no matter how much i try mm-hmm. and then um I finally like was googling around because my husband was like, uh, "You're autistic." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. Doesn't sound anything like me." <laughs> you're right? autistic. And I was like, "Why is the TV always so loud?" And this one day he was like, "It's not loud. You're just autistic." And I was like, "Fine." So I was like googling it on my cell phone, and then I took this te- quiz called the AQ test, which is autism quote quotient test, and it's a pre-diagnostic test. And so I took that, and it gave me like a really high score, and I was like, "Oh." Oh, okay. okay, I should go. Maybe ask I'll go this. figure this out. And that was a huge like that altered my life. Suddenly, everything had contact. Like you know what? I'm gonna go to the doctor. That TV better not be so damn loud when I come home. <laughs> yep, yep. So then, yeah. So once I figured out, like, I found a list of like Asperger's traits in females, and I was like, someone's been following me around my whole life, writing down everything I've ever done. Right? <laughs> so, and that was like kind of like the first step in like figuring out like my gender identity and it took me a few more years to realize that I was trans and then like 
that was kind of like, oh, all the pieces have come together. All of this makes sense now. Like, my entire life makes sense. I know exactly why I did all of those things. <laughs> and why I have, like, all of my like, interpersonal relationships make sense. Yeah. yeah. I can't even, like, imagine, like, that journey and stuff for you, like, to go through all those things. Like, that just seems like so much for me, like, to even, like, process. <laughs> like, it's a lot. How, how, you know what I mean? How do you kind of deal with that? And, like, I'm, I'm so, like, glad that you were able to get to a place where now you seem like you're comfortable with everything and at least in in your own self but it's like i can't put myself in those shoes of like how do you even figure all this out like that seems like exhausting to me mentally even trying to imagine oh it took what a lot of people are going through yeah (laughs) i mean especially because i was born in the early 80s right there was no information like there was no information about autism there was no information about trans stuff in the 90s oh no like there were some scary documentaries there still isn't much now there's not much but you know there's more information now you can google you can find baby steps here's (laughs) information about this like there was one movie about a trans guy and it was boys don't cry which is not a happy movie <laughs> and does not make you think, hey, maybe that's me, <laughs> right? Like, and it's based on a true story of this trans mm-hmm. guy who, like, was, he was passing and then, like, at the end of the movie, spoiler, it's, like, 20 years old now, whatever. Yeah. He is murdered at the end by these people who find out that he's trans and so, it, I mean, it's a very upsetting story and it's a true story and I, it didn't reflect me. Like in the story, I didn't see myself in this in the movie that I recall. Like I didn't watch and go, "Oh, that's me," mm-hmm. right? Because it just his experience was very different than mine pre-transition. So, like, there was just no, there were no role models. There was nobody in the media. There was nobody that I could look to and say, "Hey, that person reminds me of myself." And so that's one reason why I'm so aggressively out, even though things are a little scary right now to be out, mm-hmm. is because it, there might be one person that's like, "Oh." and can see themselves in me and will be able to figure it out sooner you might reach one person yeah. that's all i mean i was like 35 <laughs> that's a long time to like not know what's going on with yourself mm-hmm. and like i wouldn't want anybody to go through that it was a hard road not knowing what was going on and just feeling like alienated from basically everyone you be the person yeah, be the person that anyone. wasn't there for you you know like yeah. be that person that you needed for yeah, the next person basically and I'm, because I have a very conservative background, that's also another thing that I'm like outspoken about. Because mm-hmm. I met my husband on a Mormon dating website, oh my LDSsingles.com, oh, and then yeah. I moved out here and we yeah. got married in that big princess castle downtown, <laughs> where I like to say I got gay married now. Didn't know it yet, so yeah. So yeah, but I'm you know it's it's been a process since that time and you know i'm still married to the same same dude I've been married for 10 years that's and crazy i like to say he's just gay enough to be married <laughs> so, <laughs> 10 works. years is no small it works that is a decade no man a solid yeah, decade. A decade i made a movie called boys do cry it's just me watching marley and me this <laughs> is my reaction it's me watching coco <laughs> <laughs> it's called boys do cry marley yeah. over and, and over again coco at the same time <laughs> eat uh, one look, tv for each no. oh. <laughs> just uh, run away yeah. uh, so before we move on from danger to self <clears> i guess <throat> we'll just kind of wrap it up with the sense of like um if you haven't seen the link and stuff we have posted it on all of our social media i'm sure you've probably got it on yours but where where can people get it it's like what five bucks 
Yeah, it's five. Five bucks. I imagine probably sign it as well. I I can sign it. Um, like I think if you on my uh, go on my Etsy, there's a little note section. So if you want to sign, you can just leave a note when you order it. Okay, because so. who doesn't want to sign copyright? So where where can they go get it? It's just Etsy. Uh, yeah, Etsy's the only place that's available right okay. now, just because it's an easy storefront. Or meet for up me. with you at a show somewhere, I guess. Yeah, at a show. Okay. <laughs> Um, you're working so, on something else right now. I am. I'm working um, on. Two I don't know how much you things. can talk about it or want to talk about it. Uh, or whatever, I can but... talk about it because I'm halfway into doing the pages, so I'm pretty sure at this point that I'm going to finish it. Okay. I actually brought. I have it on my phone. I can show you guys afterwards. Ooh, if you oh, want to cool. sneak peek I, of this? CVT's does. I, I sent. I've been sending them all to Philip. I'm like, here, look at this. <laughs> And he's I, doing good. I hold his opinion in pretty high regard. So it's like when, when he's like, oh, man, what Andy's doing, I'm like, you can't just do that. <laughs> I do, yeah. too, because he tells me I'm good. So I'm like, you must have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Like, he, he he knows art and he knows story structure. So he's it's been like, so encouraging. Like, I, he's given me so much extra help. Just like, like, he started out as my teacher, right? But like, now we're friends. And like, I, so like, I'll just ask him for help on stuff. And like, he's never like. I don't have time for this or like I don't want to give you extra help he's always super helpful with supportive like links to stuff and giving me feedback and yeah it's been really great so, so the new project you're doing is it another kind of a one shot issue or it's, a comic. it's kind of weird it's not like a traditional comic it's also like about mental illness stuff kind of about depression a little bit about anxiety um it's called an alphabet of sorrows and it is like, like done in the style of a children's alphabet book but about depression so it oh, like has geez. like each page is a letter and then has hey, like it's a for rhyme anxiety. like yeah that's uh, <laughs> like it's got like a rhyme and like a central image that kind of just like represents like that feeling of mm-hmm. being in that eventually uh, originally it was going to be like a six-page comic and it was like more panelly, and then but i just couldn't get everything to fit right on the page and actually it was doug who suggested he's like why don't you just do one letter for each page, and I was like, "Oh, you're a genius!" And so, <laughs> then I reworked it, and now it works more. Like, like why so. don't you just do more work? <laughs> like, like, it was actually better though, because now it has like an easy structure. I'm like, I only need to focus on one page at a time, and it probably flows a little bit better too. Yeah, much easier. So. Awesome. Well, I I really like how it's turning out. I don't know how other people are going to feel about it. Do you have any kind of a uh, like a end date in mind of when you? You know, are you sticking to any kind of a schedule like I, I want this to be done by this time, or are you just kind of? Yeah, I think by January I'm gonna start. Like, I danger to self. I think I sent the pages off in the middle of December and had it back by like end of January or something. So, yeah, first year I'll have it for spring conventions. I'm trying to go to a couple of conventions in awesome. the spring, so I definitely will have. Copies Imagine Wasatch Con again. Hopefully yeah, we'll yeah. I'll probably if I have there. a new book, yeah, I'll definitely do Wasatch Con definitely. if they'll have me. Oh, well, they would. Yeah, I want to have new content we if I do will, it again. We will so demand like... it. Um, that's your deadline then. <laughs> that's my deadline as well. <laughs> so we'll be looking forward to that, and we'll yeah. definitely make sure we let people know um, from our end once Good. you know you've got that ready I to appreciate be that. out. <laughs> and yeah. um, do you have any more? We talked about maybe do Wasatch County. Do you, yep. This is kind of the slow time for shows and, and that. But do you have it's any appearances season. or anything coming up? Any signings uh, or? I'm. I, I applied for tables at a couple of conventions. I don't know if I'm going to get in. I'll definitely be at Philly Trans House again. But okay, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to travel for that. It's not really a comic book convention. But no, but we have yeah. we have listeners everywhere though. So yeah, I, mean, if I will be in in Philly. If next you're time, over there, sure. yeah. so where was the one yeah. the other day that we were getting like it was like Sweden or something that we were just getting like a ton of downloads from? Yeah, Sweden totally like, just like blew us up. Weird. 
Like I don't know. It, was, it, 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 it must was have been like up. it must have been like two <laughs> maybe, people. They they like they like CB in Sweden. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a lot, a lot <laughs> of got a CB big reader base. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. The other day we got ninety one downloads. Wow, is what it turned out to be. Are they like all from Sweden? I was like, no, they were from all over. No, but yeah. New I Jersey. Think, people in New Jersey like us, yeah. apparently. Shout out to New Jersey people. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> Mary called out Canada enough times to where somebody We got finally, one. Look, I like Canada. One of my besties lives in Canada. Like, we didn't so have like any fun. downloads from Canada, so we were just like calling them out. Like, we finally somebody got one. in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we have like Australia, we have the Philippines, we have wow. New Zealand. We got, we're okay. global, man. Couple we're in Argentina. Thanks for not telling me that before we started so, recording. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, the world is listening. So. <laughs> the world. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, so, out all the dumb things I said. <laughs> Keep the funny parts. Kay. Cool. I hope you get uh, some tables and some shows, and I hope that <laughs> you too. get really to get out to next year. So. Um, especially the more content you have, I think you know it's definitely going to be easier. You know, what I mean, for you to be able to. Like, yeah, I definitely won't need to have a new book for this next con season. Yeah. So yeah, because it's it's harder when it's like I have this, like have this, this one thing. You know? Yeah, no, I'm definitely want to do that, and I have other projects that I'm working on too. So awesome. awesome. Yeah. You mentioned in your novels that you're yeah you know, yeah everybody's publishing a novel. A novel. Finished, right? I have several, but one that I've been working on for five years, and at this point, I'm like, I just I have to publish this book because it's haunting me. Yeah, like I feel like this book has been haunting me for five years. I'm like, I have to just publish it, even if it's not perfect. It has mm-hmm. to be done because I need to get it away from me. It's probably gotta feel good to <laughs> like finish. I need things, it to though. be in like a paper just form so I can hold it. Like I trapped a ghost like, in it. And I be like, there, this. you've been trapped inside of this grimoire. Now I can put you on the shelf yeah. and you'll leave me alone. Hopefully. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. So before we get out of here, Seth, we're going to move on to the end of the show. We do weekly picks. Um, I'm going to shout out to Webtoons. <laughs> Last week, I think this debuted uh, or started, launched is the word. Launched is the word. It's metaphorical her. So this is. Oh, we've heard of that. Yeah. Wasatch Khan. When we were talking to Andy, we were also talking to some other people, and they were making this for webtoons. It I finally came that out. Conversation. It finally came out. So, yeah, it's really good. Only four chapters are out right now. It's okay. from James Maddock and David Stoll. Okay. So, oh, David I remember Stoll. talking about that with. I he's think it was nice. David. He's a nice boy. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really colorful. It's about a poet that. She's kind of a drunk, and she's starting <laughs> to. Um, she's like an underground drunk. poet, and it's really artsy. Like the first like couple panels that you see, she like points like a finger gun to her head, and like like out the other side is just all colorful. Like nothing really happened. Oh, it's yeah. just like oh, okay. she's very over dramatic in there. I'm sold. It's on cool. This. It's and cool. webtoons is free on your google plays and your app stores and yeah. all that whatever so download webtoons it's free and you can read stuff on that free from that's characters where that i are... read most of my stuff <laughs> yeah. most of my a stuff. lot of aspiring creators on webtoons that are just doing it just to get stuff out there yeah and that's that's it just keep creating yeah, just yeah. Like, keep doing it. <laughs> like just make stuff somebody's gonna like it my weekly just pick keep... this week mr miracle the book that i have been oh, raving yeah. about for that the last ended year finally ended the issue 12 of Speaking 12 of uh mental illness yes yeah <laughs> uh, i'll talk about uh it's a character breakdown of 
PTSD and yeah, mental illness in a sense of like, I mean, mainly PTSD is kind of what it's, it's suicide and PTSD and the, the effects of like somebody that's been through a lot of stuff and trying to be normal after seeing some terrible things and even taking part in terrible things. Um, using these superhero characters as allegories for, you know, real world problems. So uh, Tom King, Mitch Garrett's Mr. Miracle. It was a 12 issue series. It finally came out. It did get a little bit delayed. It was supposed to end, I think in August and we finally just got the last one here in November. It happens um, because Mitch Garrett's was doing everything, all the art. Not as bad as Doomsday Clock though. Yeah. Doomsday (laughs) Clock is the worst. Um, But either way, Mr. Miracle, um, the ending, I think Tom King stuck the ending on it. I don't know if it's necessarily the ending that I wanted or maybe some other people thought we were going to get, but I think the send-off works. And I just love the idea of taking these characters and just like basically breaking them down over a 12-issue part. And it's, it's a character study, basically, is what it is. I love that. Character-driven and stuff's my favorite. It is. And that's I just what... want to get in someone's head. It's like, tell me all of your neuroses. I want to know what you're doing. I want to watch you make a sandwich. Just let's do it. <laughs> that's where Tom King flourishes. You know, people debate back and forth whether they like his Batman and stuff because he's been writing Batman for 60 issues now. But... um when he does these little 12 issue series where it's like he has a beginning middle and end already planned it's just a 12 issue contained thing that's where it's like he's just on his game so mr miracle can't praise it enough it's finally over which means you guys probably don't have to hear about it <laughs> from me on this podcast until, until the trade comes until out. the trade comes out and, I'm like, <laughs> and then miracle. he'll say that he read it again i need an oversized hardcover dc come on now <laughs> so that's it for me andy do you got something people you think should be uh, checking out yeah my favorite one that's running right now is crowded okay yeah i love crowded so much it's amazing like it really just touches on like our social media madness and how it it, like taken to like a ridiculous degree Mm -hmm. but like slightly in the future but not too much and it's just leans a little gay the (laughs) art is gorgeous it leans a little gay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i can't remember the names of the artists right now because i'm that person who's and, the publisher um, it's um look man i don't remember <laughs> Wait, <laughs> i just late. i just buy it okay <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah Listen, you, Every, you sprung that on him. it's a big comic right now they're making a movie out of it that's okay. got um rebel wilson in it actually oh. so like it's already oh. like it's a big deal it's already moving along. yeah christabella is the author Okay. There you go. Okay. That's one person. <laughs> I'm gonna go check Comicsology for that. No, it's amazing. I love it. It's my favorite one. Podcast is outright. Awesome. Cool. We mentioned Danger to Self. We mentioned get it on Etsy. Uh, where else can people find you on the internet? On the internet, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Everything is under the same handle. It's at Andy Riley. It's W R Y L Y. So awesome. Yeah. And your your Twitter feed is very fun. So oh, I'm if, I enjoy your feed, yes. yes. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I feel like I'm just nobody reads my tweets. Oh, so I'm just I tweeting to make I myself laugh. So good. <laughs> glad there's somebody else on. There. I don't do Instagram as much as I used to. I'd like every once in a while pop over and but Twitter land, I think, is like my playground. More I spend or less. too much time on Twitter. I need to take it don't off. Don't we my phone. all? It, it's yeah. It makes me the happiest and saddest of any app. Twitter's it's weird because Twitter is like the best and the worst of all of them. Like Twitter is it a freaking like 
war zone as far as like just the most disgusting <laughs> things you'll see but at the same time it's like also the most fun it is the most platform fun. you say on. this i feel like i'm just like in my own bubble like oh, your twitter I all happy I my ex- twitter is I, all happy i could oh, expose I'll you to some that. terrible twitter <laughs> yeah i don't post anything but mary's, everything i see is happy <laughs> mary's twitter <laughs> is all k-pop and just yeah <laughs> It is. It's just all happy. I follow a bunch of artists and we're an angry lot, let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> Mine's all, yeah, basically all comic creators. Yeah. yeah. That's basically yeah. it. Comic creators and a few a, a few pop stars here and there. Maybe, For some maybe reason. you guys just need to hop into K-pop because it's just a happy yeah. little world. But I need to know what's happening in The Flash. Like, <laughs> I need to hear from the comic creators and I need to know what ariana grande had for lunch or else i'm just not gonna make it through my day <laughs> for some reason i need that in my life. so awesome make sure you guys go follow andy on social media make sure you follow us we're everywhere fortress of comic two podcast google us it works i tried it um <laughs> that every time <laughs> it does work it does work i have we uh we're um, on spotify we're on soundcloud itunes no longer i, I keep saying itunes it's apple podcast now Tyler, get it together. Oh. Uh, Keep saying iTunes, and then somebody will one day just blow like us up. Podcast. Somebody no. will blow us up on the correcting us, and then we'll get a bunch of downloads. Blow me up! I <laughs> wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> Yell at me so I can get some faves. There oh. you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Andy, thanks so much for taking the time to come yeah, talk. Thanks to us for having me. Talk about your book and everything. And yeah, I look I look forward to to see it. Danger to Self was one of those things where it's like read it and you're just like, man, this guy, keep keep an eye on this guy. Like, oh, that makes you feel so good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not like pressure though. Either like, oh, man, you have to like. No, that's, to <laughs> that's great. No, I, I don't really feel pressure to like follow it up. All my projects are going to be kind of just different. Like, mm-hmm. weird. Good. So, like, don't... Whatever. What I'm ever into at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm honestly somebody that's like, I guess, been like pretty fortunate. I guess it's it's not maybe the best word, but like fortunate in the sense that I've never really had to deal with a lot of things like it. Danger to self to me wasn't so much like, oh, man, this speaks to me on a level because I've been, you know, I've I guess I've been lucky in my life. I haven't really had to deal with a lot of struggles mentally or whatever, but it still hit me somewhere just because I could I could feel like feel it from you you know it felt like it was something like yeah this comes from a very real place so i could appreciate it from and i just love good storytelling too so it's like i but that's the other thing too it's not like oh this book's only good if you've you know gone through problems or something like it's just good it's good because it's good to hear it's good to hear it's good because it's good and if you can relate to it you're probably going to get more out of it even so so i mean it's not like i hope people are going to relate to it because some horrible things happen (laughs) so it's not like i'm like great i'm glad that you uh felt this on a personal level but at the same time i'm like i'm glad if it made you feel less alone <laughs> let's put it that way that, that's as good of a note to end on as any awesome so time flies almost as fast as superman this podcast is about <laughs> over uh we're gonna be back next week with i think we're doing creator focus episode next week on dan jurgen so it's gonna be a lot of fun and doomsday yes. clock will be coming out in a couple of weeks so we got a lot of cool stuff planned for you guys um until next time i'm tyler i'm mary and we will see you guys soon suppose i give you a good reason to pat- <laughs>